Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, Episode 18, Post-Event Recovery and Taupo 70.3. Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, practical triathlon advice for everyday athletes. Not just those with niece on their mind. Ooh, because that's exactly what you get from Taupo 70.3, isn't it? We will discuss it later. Yes. yes. World All Championship right. qualification is on the line. but uh, you, So you'll be there, will you? Uh, I hear there's some nice beaches in Nice. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it would be an amazing part of the world to, to go. And pretty famous for triathlon you know, you go way, way back to the sort of the Mark Allen days. Yeah. Um, it was a slightly simpler and probably harder sport back then. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, beautiful part of the world. You know, last uh, this year, sorry, it was in South Africa, then France next year. So, um, Look, if you want to chase it around the world, awesome opportunities. Yeah, it's, it's not a cheap sport, let alone uh, when you start travelling halfway around the world to do events. <laughs> but there we go. Before we get to that, um, good to see you. Yes, You're a little yep. bit tired after your weekend's effort. So what you know, what's, what's been going on? Big squad at Iron Māori. Yeah, yeah, we had we had twenty nine people there, which was a uh, team record. So it was great, and uh, one of the biggest benefits of that was when it came to just being out there on the ride, on the run. We we knew each other. We were constantly passing and high fiving, and a big pile of supporters on the sideline all together. So. Yeah, it's just so great to be able to do it like that because it's just constant support and, and encouragement all the way around. Yeah, branded clothing going every which way. Yeah, yeah, great for that because yeah. you, you don't know someone who's giving you great support out on the sidelines because you're wearing the team kit as someone's mum or dad or partner and it's it's great. Fantastic. Um, four first-timers, I think you mentioned. Yeah. They'll be a little bit disappointed. Yeah, yeah, it's a real shame. The swim was cancelled. Um, yeah, a bit of a messy situation over that. Well, messy because of the water contamination or potential. But I heard you got in the water to warm up, though. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, it was only after we'd had warm up, we were called out of it to go to briefing. And at briefing, Heather, who runs the event, stood up and said, look, um, we we have to cancel the swim. Can't allow it to go ahead. And with tears in her eyes that she yeah, obviously didn't want to, wanted to be able to do it, but it's... Uh, yeah, it just wasn't appropriate to do it when there are warning signs around the pond saying contamination. Yeah, and it's disappointing, but it happens. And That's again, right. you know, we've, we we harp on, actually we probably do harp on, about <laughs> just being ready for, for change, for things that are a little bit different, um, things not quite going right on the day, and having a swim cancelled. You know, it's, it, happened it's, at, it's happened at Ironman before. Yeah, and it's a reality more and more around the world. If anyone listens to IM Talk podcast, they've been talking about it recently that for various reasons, be it um, pollution or extreme weather or whatever, there are more and more swims being cancelled. Yeah, and that's usually the thing that gets the, you know, the bike and the run seems to be okay. But uh, so on that, the bike and the run, so a little one and a half K run instead of the swim? Yep, so they called it the shrun, the swim that turned into a run. (laughs) You didn't have to do it in your wetsuit, did you? No. (laughs) So that was was that done in well we won't go on into it in too much detail so that then you you're on your bike yep and, and, so, and how was that so uh, yeah great course really nice course for riding for anyone who hasn't done it um, really light on traffic beautiful country roads great place to go pretty windy this year that just about every other year it's been pretty calm and hot 
this one was uh, windy, so all of our training in Wellington really paid off. We were yeah. we were ready for it. And then the run. Yeah, a, a, again, having wind on the run was a bit of a blessing because yeah. in the past there are just stories about people literally melting into the pavement because it's so hot. Nice. So it was the the wind was good for us runners, not so much fun for the spectators, but hey, they're for us. They're yeah. there for us. And at the risk of uh, doubling the length of the podcast, we won't run through the uh, podium and age group medalists, Gerard. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, good for the team, though, that's for sure. Fantastic. So that's the first one out of the way. Everyone recovering and, and moving on to, to what's next. Yeah. So I, I put the word out to those who had just raced that you don't come to a squad run on a Tuesday after that. And and that's really important. I've, um, in the past, I've actually been criticised for over-recovering people. But I would much rather do it that way than people come back. Because you're enthusiastic if you've had a good race. And it's like, yeah, let's get back into it. Yeah. But it's so important just to take more time than you think you need. And particularly for people who have been training pretty hard, building up to this, um, got families, life and work stresses, where they've been put, putting all of their energies into this. It's very much the mental recovery as much as the physical. Yeah. So if you're... If you're going on to another event over summer, particularly something big like Ironman, you really want to take this time now straight after your event to really fully recover, bounce back, so that you are bouncing with freshness again. You are just itching to go rather than um, straight back into it in a few weeks down the track feeling really flat and still worn out. Yeah, and I think um, rather than summarise the last episode, which was about Iron Mouldy, you know mm. that that's been yeah. gone. I'm not sure we, we may repeat it in 52 weeks, but but not tonight. <laughs> um, you talk about you know uh, recharging the batteries, and December's a busy time. You know it's it's, yeah. uh, it's social, it's family, it's go go go. Lots, so of, work, lots re- of work parties, exactly. So it's really to important to just to you know take your foot off yeah. when you're told to take your foot off by the coach. Definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. And, and yeah, that the um, you, you, you are. It, it, everyone knows it feels like the end of the year, doesn't it? Because you know the holidays are coming, the the pressures of the year have been building up, there's going to be a holiday coming, so you, you do have to just take that pressure off and recognise what's going on at this time of year. Yeah, and a little bit from memory, you know, you be conscious of what other people are doing. Just because you've done your event, if you're not then mm. going on to Ironman, you might be, right, let's get down the pub. Yeah, There are other people who are doing... You know, Iron Māori, Taupo, Rotorua, Tauranga, and then on to the, yeah. full, the big the big day in March. So, yeah, it's uh, you know be be cognizant of the you know your trading buddies and the people in the squad and and what their sort of direct um, you know direction is. Yeah, totally, totally, great call. All right, and just through this time of kind of taking that recovery, is really make sleep a priority. Catch up on that um, because you're training less. Don't or try not to, go and fill that extra time with your work, with all the other mowing the lawns that you've been putting off. Really make sure you recover first. Um, Someone once said it, pay yourself first. Mm. Look after yourself, then you can do things for other people and uh, take care of everything else after that. Yeah, and just finally on that that Christmas thing, it is a time when families get together and, uh, you know, you won't get that time back. So rather than that extra hour on the bike... Just be around. Be around for your family. And, and mentally, you'll feel great. And guess what? Physically, you'll, you'll benefit without probably even knowing it at the time. Yeah, yeah. So just be, be clear about what the key sessions are that you're going to do and be prepared to let others go. Superb. Right. So um, we mentioned Nice. Yeah. 
70.3, Taupo 70.3 this weekend, and we've got a couple of special guests to talk about the this event. <laughs> that would be uh, Doug and Gerard. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Always happy to be here. <laughs> um, really just wanted to run through, you know, what, what our experience is of the event. Yeah. Um, just... And some of the differences to maybe to, to Iron Māori and, and other events that, that go on. Perfect. So, so you're talking about Nice. We should probably clarify that Taupo 70.3 is an opportunity to qualify for the 70.3 World Champs, yep. which is this year going to be in Nice. There's, um, there, there's a lot of different World Champs events out there. These are the ones run by the Ironman Corporation for people doing 70.3, Ironman 70.3 branded events. Yep. And by by the nature of uh, the fact that it's a qualif- qualifying race, uh, my experience in recent years, um, and I've done it a couple of times in 2016 and 2017, I even go right back to 2009 when it was the Pearl Izumi <laughs> Half Ironman. Back in the old days. Um, it was a little bit different back then. It was a bit more relaxed. Yeah. Um, but now she's a pretty serious gig. Yeah. Um, you know, there's course cutoff times, for example. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, for those, most people who are taking part are probably aware of that, and so the, the pointy end of the race is a little bit pointier than most, I think. Yeah, we were talking last week about Iron Māori and how um, that is very much a uh, much more relaxed event. This one, it is more serious because there are people who are out there to qualify for the world champs. There are people who are quite serious about their sport, and this is the kind of event they go to to really race each other and take their mates down a notch and yeah. have bragging rights for a while. And we, thought, I, we joked about shapes and sizes at Iron Māori. Um, there will be different shapes and sizes in Taupo, but the, the that, bell curve is slightly different. Well, I think that's a really important point because I've described it to people before. You go to Taupo and you walk around the streets and all you see are the super lean racing snakes in their compre- <laughs> knee-length compression socks and you think that's what this whole event is about. It's like so intensely serious. But what you don't realise is they're the people that stand out because they look like the, the serious people. Walking around the street is just Joe Average, you and me and someone's mum. And, and this is still the majority of the people doing the event. They just don't stand out. You don't really see that around town. Yeah, and the, you know, the, the feeling, the atmosphere, it's, it's great. Yeah, you know, it's, it's Taupo's built for these kind of events. And you know, you've got sort of two two streets that are really the main sort of cafes, or well, two or three. Everyone's hanging around, and it's all going on, and it's, yeah. you know, Friday, um, you know, Friday, everyone's a little bit nervous, mm. no matter whether you're at the pointy end, the middle, or the, the tail end. Um, that's when you, you know, you register and uh, rack your bikes, and um, I think as uh, Warren mentioned, you know, at Iron Māori, it was just put your bike where you want. Yeah. Um, you will have a number sticker, um, a tattoo, all the bits and bobs, and that's where you rack your bike. And, and that's part of um, Iron Man. Almost brings a circus to town, doesn't it? It's it's very well organised. They do these all over the world, and you are buying into the Iron Man experience, the, the 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 big event, the buzz of that, the the little details like that that are taken care of. Yeah, yeah. And it's just uh, you know, there's the the briefings in the uh, the event centre. Mm. And constantly rolling through and you need supposedly you have to go in there they weren't yeah. really checking and uh, there wasn't a, a list like school and ticking everybody off but it's good it's part of that I suppose getting you race ready is actually going in there and listening because sometimes there might be some changes and last year it was an example when the swim was cancelled mm. due to the toxic algae 
So they very quickly changed the slides and said it's going to be a 3K run and this is how they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, even if you've been there before, it's important to pop along to that to uh, just get the latest latest bits of news. That, that's a good point because uh, everyone will have read or should have read the race, the, the athlete guide they put out. So a lot of that's repeated. But, yeah, there's always just the latest updates as well to cover off. Um, what, one other thing, too, that happens on that Friday at registration is if you haven't been there before, you need to dip you, get your wetsuit dipped because they're out to look after the lake. They want to make sure the old uh, Didymo, what do you call it, bug? I don't know, um, growth thing. I just think Didymo Dave when you say yeah. Didymo. <laughs> so the chap who uh, usually assists with the dipping of the wetsuits, look out for him on uh, when, yep. you, when you start the bike and uh, he's probably going to have a, uh, a pot and pan yep. uh, and uh, a large bang, spoon bang in it. hand. Yeah. And it doesn't stop but no, all you're day. right. It's, it's got to be dipped. Uh, and so just so even, even if you're there before Friday and you want to swim, um, they ask you to please go and get your wetsuit dipped beforehand because they're just yep. out to protect the lake, make sure there's no algae or anything coming into it from other places that you might have been. Yep. So everything's racked and ready on the, on the Friday Gerard, and yep. from from your experience, yeah, the next morning, it's it's not it's not mad, is it? It's pretty pretty casual. Sort of find a park and a couple of yeah. blocks from uh, yeah, from the start and wander in. Good good parking available there. Um, you're always up pretty early, and uh, people there in transition early, getting themselves set up. One of the things to know is if you haven't been there, it's just a bit of a bit of a walk from transition area down to the lake where the race starts. So there's always someone. Um, running late at the last minute, tearing, running, half running, half putting the wetsuit on, trying to get there on time. Yep. But so in the race manual, double check your age group mm. uh, because it is, it's a you start in waves, yep. um, different coloured caps for each wave. So if you're really confused, just look for a bunch of people wearing the same colour as you. <laughs> Minions. And, uh, yeah, and hopefully you're, hopefully you're okay. But yeah, from bike transition, it's sort of 300, 400 metres, maybe 350 metre walk. Um, there's nothing really nasty to, to walk on, but if you've got a supporter yeah. and you can walk in jandals and, and then maybe hand those over just before you you, you get into your, your age group, that would be handy. Definitely. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a wander down. And uh, a tip, if you finished in transition early, head down to the swim where there's not so many people and the portaloo queues are shorter. <laughs> there's always long queues in transition. Yeah, some... Interesting aromas, chemicals and other things. But, uh, yeah. So, from yeah, the, and the swim, you know, just run. It's swim parallel to the uh, to the lakefront. It's a very long, skinny rectangle. Yep. About 800-odd metres in one direction, a little short, sort of 100 metres, then 800 back, and then a slightly longer after the last buoy because you're obviously... It's an open-water swim. But, uh, sorry, it's a... Um, you start floating. Yeah, d- deep water start. Deep, deep water. That, yeah. Thank you. That's why you're here. Um, so it's a deep water start. So you're bobbing around. Although there have been years when it's been a bit shallow, and you can, you can <laughs> if you find a big rock, you can almost stand on it, even at five foot seven. But uh, yeah, and then the last bit, slightly longer leg to to get yourself out in the water, and then it's a decent run. Yeah, on the, on the yeah, four four hundred meters or so. I think it's green. The green. The, the green, green mile. Map. Yeah. With with some steps right at the end, just before you go up into, uh, or some stairs before you go into transition to the bike. So, and, you know, and those stairs get quite slippery once a, a bunch of people have gone through with water dripping out of the wetsuits. So take care of the stairs. Yeah, even with the mat on them, from memory, it, it, they're a little bit 
higgledy piggledy. They're not yeah. nicely uniform. So yeah. yeah, just be just be aware of that. Um, back, back at the swim start, you were, you mentioned um, wave starts and <clears throat> look for people in the caps. They corral you together, yep. get get you lined up. So you're actually standing around for a while beforehand. If it's a uh, a cold taupo morning, which it can be, then it might pay to have a, a supporter nearby and actually have a jacket or something like that over your wetsuit yeah. while you're standing around. Certainly, if you feel it, if you feel it, then if you feel the cold more than uh, more than others, yeah. do that. And yeah. then you can just uh, have your supporter nearby as they call you into the water. You can just throw your jacket over the fence to them, yeah. and then you're in. Just the last thing on the swim, from again from memory, just be conscious with it being a wave start. Have a look at what age groups are coming after you. Yes. Um, because there's every chance that the fastest swimmer... Well, it's guaranteed that the fastest swimmers in the age groups behind you, whether they be 60 yeah. or 20, are going to come over, come past you at some point, the slower swimmers. And, and so, chance, chances are you'll, you'll catch some of the swimmers in correct. front of you as well. Yeah. yeah. So not quite so easy to get on someone's toes because there are people sort of coming... To, <laughs> you're catching up to people pretty quickly. Yeah. And there's some going past you pretty quickly. So... That, that's just one of the slightly different things to a to a, a mass start. It is. So, yeah. again, you, you could end up swimming a lot more on your own at this than other events. So, again, that sighting, that navigation is so important. Yeah. And have a look out for some, some landmarks to sight, with it being a very long, you know, 825 mm. metres each way. Pick something big in the distance. Again, from memory, that the sun can be a little bit tricky on the first... Yep. on the way the the first um, first leg. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so well, that, actually about the sun. So if you've got tinted goggles, plan to use those yep. if there's likely to be sun out there. So we've carved out about a 24 minute swim, Gerard. You and me. You, you, you Again, managed, yeah, oh, we're on fire. This, you managed this to get week. on my toes this time. <laughs> we get on the bike and we're off and. We come out onto the lakefront and we think, this feels fantastic. Oh, yeah. It is slick, tarmac, and I am flying. And there's a bunch of people on the sidelines cheering you on, and you're just getting wound up more and more by it. So yep. what do you do? You go faster and faster, and then you turn the corner, um, <laughs> and you you head up uh, the Napier-Taupo Road, and you think, ooh. <laughs> so my what I did was, once I knew that, I did go slower on the lakefront, get a bit of fuel in, yeah. just just a drink, just a bit of a drink, and then so I could just concentrate on going up that up that hill because it's a by triathlon standards, it's a decent climb, yeah, um, and it goes for a while up until the the um, where Broadlands Road and Centennial Road join. So just just be ready for that. Um, try not to look at your heart rate too much because it will go through the roof. That's a really good point. That that yeah, heart rates are high after you come out of a swim. Very often for people, so looking at the heart rate as you go along the lakefront, then you go up a hill. It could be messed up. So you do have to just be smart about it. Yeah, and I, I if I'd looked at my heart rate, I probably would have stopped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but you get up, and um, then you, you you sort of turn onto Broadlands Road, and that the way out, it's yep. just marvellous. It sure is. And I think it'll be even more marvellous if the long range weather forecast. There is an ever so slight tailwind oh, is that what the look calling? on the on the way up. Uh, okay. It'll probably change, but yeah. for Wellingtonians, no wind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's sneaky fast on the way out, and you can again get a little bit excited. I think as we've you've said, and you you really try to drum in, stick to that race plan. Yeah, don't get excited and think, oh, I'm just going to bomb it. Just just do what is in the race plan. 
And and look, we uh, without naming names, uh, we had exactly that experience from someone in uh, in Napier at Iron Māori, and uh, I was feeling good, so I just pushed it along. I was feeling great. I was feeling great. Uh, okay, get into the run. Not feeling so great now. Yeah. So it's it's one lap uh, out to Reparoa and back. So it's a, a half half of the Ironman um, Ironman course. Uh, from an aid station perspective, they're at 30 k's and 60. Yep. Um, so, you know, a third of the way into it and then two thirds. Uh, and, you know, and, and this is a full service aid station. There's a big bunch of volunteers there all strung out on the road and they are prepared to hand you bottles. Um, there's a good good variety of food and options. So what, one of the biggest tips as you're coming into an aid station, obviously you want to slow down. But if you're unsure who's, where things are in the aid station, then call out. As you come into it, call out loudly, water please. Someone will wave it at you. You can grab it off that person. Yep. And don't have your favourite bottle from some event you did 20 years ago <laughs> because you're going to have to discard it before you get to the aid station. And there is, there is a discard zone, a rubbish zone. Yep. Um, there will also be uh, marshals out looking for littering and for drafting. This is... Yes, this, this, is, this, this, is this is a step up. It's serious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's sneaky fast on the way out, and you feel great. Just be conscious that if you've gone too hard, you're going to feel it on the way back. And if the, that slight, I think it looks a little bit like a, a, a nor'wester, um, kicks in, you will have a slight headwind-ish on the way back. So, and it is ever so slightly uphill on the way back. Yeah. More than more than down. So, until about the last seven or eight k, and then you. You absolutely fly into yep. town, feeling like a hero again. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, look, it's um, it can be a deceptive course, like like you said, Doug. It's slightly downhill on the way out, slightly up, more uphill on the way back. Depends on the wind, what's going on. So yeah, you, you've got a plan of how you're going to go. Be very aware of that. Be at heart rate, power, perceived effort, but set yourself up for the run. Yep. Um, and yeah, into transition. Um, you come into town ever so slightly different way to the way you came out of town on the bike but um yeah then it's on to the run oh and that's a good point point too this course has a number of slight differences to the course that people do in march at the 70.3 then so if you've only done that event in the in the past do have a good look at the course maps and understand the differences there are there are subtleties very well signposted and all that, but as they say, you know, athletes' responsibility, etc. Yeah, and, and just for your own your own expectations that you're not expecting to swing around a corner when in fact they're going to block you from doing that. Yeah. Um, and onto the run, it's it's along the lakefront. It's it's flat slash undulating. Yeah. Um, with tired legs, you're going to feel some of those undulations a little more. There, there's a few steepish bits that yes. you, you certainly do feel. A couple of mean little pinches. Yep. Um, but it's a three-lap run, um, and so the, the great thing about that, it keeps you close to spectators, lots of people around. Um, the, the only downside is those little pinches of hills, you get to do them extra times. Yeah. Um, aid stations every two and a half K, some of the aid stations are double whammies, because um, there is a when you do come back into town, there's bits where you're on a slightly little different bit of road but it doesn't really separate too much yeah uh and you've, you've got your name on your uh on your run belt uh, on your number so all sorts of random strangers will be shouting yeah go gerard well if you were there i hope you're not shouting for me i won't be there <laughs> uh, but the aid stations here 70.3 it's run by iron man they put on a good spread 
there's again read the manual but there are drinks coke uh gels bananas various things lots of different options so yeah pick and choose uh yeah most people get through a half iron man quite happily with their plan and the usual foods but if if things don't feel like they're really working and and you spot something that looks really good on the table go with it that's a sign that your body's asking for it and then you just go flying across the line there is that slight hill to go up um (laughs) which will go up three times um the third time will be the last time just at the back of the transition which can contest the legs but uh you know the weather forecast looks decent it does yeah could could be getting warm as the day goes on yep so uh, again we talked about last week the potential if it is getting warm to be cooling yourself um, perhaps not needed quite so much on the bike but once you start the run is keep the drinks going in and even just a touch of water over the head down the back of the neck makes a real difference to your perceptions of the heat and keeping yourself cool um, I know we're not a radio station and we don't do requests, but uh, just you know, a good crowd for being represented from the Smithies. Yeah. Um, just a, a special note to Mike Bunton, who who was training very, very hard for Ironman this year and had a slight off his bike, um, damaged or broke his collarbone and yeah. all sorts of bits. And so the Bunton Express will be back. Uh, master transitionist, I think I've just made up a word. Yep, he's uh, holds all the records from our team there, and uh, so yep. Expect, expect big things from you in transition again, Mike. Yeah, superb. Um, so, yeah, read the athlete guide. Don't take anything that Gerard and I have said as gospel. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but a, but a quick summary before we uh, close off. Yeah, so look, we, we touched on a number of things. Um, recovery after your key events. Really take that recovery serious. Over-recover rather than under-recover. So you are just itching to go again for whatever comes next. Um, this time of year, December, crazy time with everything going on. So take charge of it. That you get make sure that you're in control and you pick out the key sessions that you need to do for your training. Be prepared to let others go. Look after yourself so you can look after other people. And then, as you just mentioned, Doug, uh, 70.3, read the athlete guide. That's got all the details. And that is one thing we can do just as well as the professionals is read the athlete guide. That's right. We can be as slick as them when it comes to registering and everything else involved. Yep. So look forward to hearing some great stories and uh, telling some of those stories next time. Uh, Good luck, everyone. Go well. Good good luck, everyone. Looks like a great weekend for it. Give it heaps. Thanks for listening.